There's a saying in Charlotte that to be the man, you got to beat the man. After conquering Clemson during the regular season and vanquishing Wake Forest with a total team effort, offense, defense, special teams, Pitt is now the man in the ACC. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. It's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One health game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to Pitt. Hell to Pitt. This is the week of December 11th. 2021 and this is the hell to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince pit panthers took care of wake forest and now the acc has been beaten victimized and conquered hail to the new big east champs vince yep we called it on last week's show alan uh if pit can win this acc championship they would have been the Big East champions and the ACC champions, maybe renaming the conference. Conference. We'll see what happens in the off season, but uh, just a monumental win for for the Pitt Panthers, their program, uh, getting this conference championship, first out ever outright undisputed conference championship. It, it's a beautiful thing, and it was a beautiful second half for the defense. We saw some beautiful play by. Hopeful Heisman winner, Kenny Pickett. So much to break down from, I would say, the happiest or maybe second happiest moment of our pit lives, Vince, at least for you and I, for when we've, where we were born, what the sh- games we've been able to witness in our lifetime. This one was very special just because of the result. And what a moment. And it was also, what a weekend, too. It was a wedding weekend in my family. We had a cousin getting married. It was Everybody was so happy. Pitt did it for everybody. I, I was in a great mood. You were at the game. I can't wait to hear what went down in Charlotte. Everybody joining us this week is in a good mood. We have a bowl game to look forward to. Let's get this thing popped open, and let's get into it. At H2P Show on Twitter is where you can reach us on social media. If you want to interact throughout the week, that's where you could do it. Or you could even email us anytime. Hail to pit podcast at gmail.com that's hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the interactions we get all the feedback we get as well elsewhere on the pitternet including panther lair and reddit and what a great year it's been for everybody the optimism is just overflowing until then you go to recruiting parts of the forum and then people are kind of pessimistic Vince. but that's another thing it's another question maybe we'll get into it today i don't know all I know is I'm happy, and I'm here to hail to the champs, baby. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast, too. Don't forget, that's our sponsor, and that's how we get our show done. You can get your own show done with all the help you would ever need by going to prettyeasypodcast.com. You could get a producer, an editor, all the help at an affordable rate. Podcasting should not be expensive, and it should be fun. And you shouldn't have to learn completely new and different skills. If you're an expert on one thing, you just want to only talk about one thing. 
pretty easy podcast will help you do that and makes podcasting absolutely simple and most importantly fun to do keeping the fun in podcasting go to prettyeasypodcast.com now to get started and just like kenny pickett doing a fake slide they make podcasting pretty easy that's i'm glad you went there because that's where i want to start the fake slide instantly i called it one of the most beautiful plays i've ever seen one of my favorite all-time football plays one of the the slickest plays I've ever seen an individual make on a football field. Kenny by God Pickett starting that game off with a legendary moment. A play no Pitt fan will ever soon forget, Vince. The fake slide for six. Uh, it, it was you know, truly a, a Heisman caliber moment. Uh, you know, you talk look at, you know, some of the other candidates and and you know, they're they're great players. Uh, and you know, maybe hard, yeah. Well, turn, well, as, I, as I was gonna say, you know, maybe Kenny's not necessarily gonna win uh, th- this thing. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But it, if you want to talk about guys that have moments, uh, th- this was certainly one of them. And it, you look back at you know recent, you know, uh, at least somewhat recent uh, plays in our lifetime, Alan. You know, you got that. Uh, Darrell Rivas punt return against West Virginia. You know, you got Larry Fitzgerald making a, making a diving catch in that insight.com bowl. Uh, you know, you got Rod Rutherford, big uh, touchdown run against Penn State. Uh, and those are all great plays. But this one led to a championship. That's something that none of those other ones can say about it. Exactly. And it, and it was also hopefully in a Heisman season for the player maybe not i don't know what the odds are at, are, are at for kenny winning on saturday for the heisman trophy um but i'm sure he's at least what second third i will get into it but the fact that he has that signature play i don't even think any of the other candidates have that vince that moment that is the moment of the college football season uh for in terms of individual play that was it. The fake slide and where you come out on it. I mean, if you you're in a super minority, if you think that that play was wrong or dirty or illegal or partial cheating, we'll get into that. The fact is, it's a play you've never really seen before. I couldn't believe it. I I, I couldn't it, believe he had the wherewithal. What a damn smart player Kenny Pickett is. Yeah, it just going full speed uh, down the field, and you know, I think initially he was gonna slide. Uh, but then, you know, if you look at it, the, the defenders were just too far away from him. So he said, well, I'm going to just keep on going. And, and they, they held up and they paid for it. And just think about also how the, the, in this sport, other players see other players do certain things and then they take from that. If it's good, steal it. I can't wait to see a quarterback now fake run out of bounds and just keep going. <laughs> Or, you know, a, a running back fake, uh, give themselves up to maybe some uh, forward progress, but then keep running before the whistle. I mean, there's it's going to be hard to replicate, though, what Kenny Pickett did. And now watching it live, could you guys tell from your vantage point, at least in the stadium, that Kenny Pickett performed a fake slide? Or did, you, did it look like a juke in, li- in, 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 in live and in color? Yeah, it was kind of we we were sitting down kind of close to the field, and unfortunately, we're on the other side of the 
uh, other end of the field from from where that happened. Uh, so I couldn't tell on the very first run, but then whenever I saw the replay, it was very obvious. But but some others in my group were with better eyes, uh, they, they pointed it out pretty quickly. Unbelievable. The fake slide. And I believe that was the that was the first pit touchdown of the game, right? This it was, was the first yeah. Pit, yep. It was the first pit touchdown of the game. And that first half was just ferocious. It was re- looking like the over was going to hit. Pitt was going to be doomed if they couldn't score, but somehow, some way, Pat Narduzzi finally makes an adjustment mid-game, and Pitt comes out with their best. I mean, really, the, the it was the second quarter. Also, they held them, but the second half, maybe their best second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they gave up twenty-one points on the first uh, in the first quarter, and then and then nothing. From there on out, Alan, uh, I, I don't have the uh, a lot of the splits in terms of yardage uh, in front of me, but you know they held uh, this high-powered Wake Forest offense to under uh, under three hundred yards yes. on eighty five on eighty five plays. Uh, you know, and it, it they they made the adjustments where they had to. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, I makes so- no, it honestly makes no sense. Well, no, what, no, I think it, it does. Where, what? I know it's it's absurd. It's awesome, but I'm just I can't remember a game I've ever seen where a team scored on their first three possessions like that and then totally got turned off. Just a switch was. It was like Pitt was in the dark at the in the beginning of the game, looking for the light switch to stop, <laughs> turn off the Wake Forest offense and they finally found it after three scores boom and it just it was done i i kind of got a i, I kind of equated to a boxing analogy alan it, it took them a few rounds oh, okay. to, to get the timing down to get yeah. their opponent's timing down and then w- once they did they just figured them out uh you know that that slow mesh rpo attack that wake forest had you know we talked about it uh, extensively last week uh it looked like Pitt finally just got in the situation where they, they, they got the timing down of that. Uh, they kind of knew uh, where to put their defensive linemen, got a little bit more aggressive in order to, to break up, uh, the, the, kind of force some quick throws. The, the defenders on the outside, the cornerbacks, it looked like maybe they were disrupting some routes a little bit more. Uh, you saw it on at least some of those interceptions. There was no receiver to be found in the area. Um so I, I, th- I think it, they, you know, they, they felt them out for a little bit, and then they, they made adjustments, and Wake, Wake Forest didn't have anything to counter it, Alan. Uh, some unique stuff that we really hadn't seen all year from Pitt. Uh, Haba, you know, he, he, uh, kind of standing up and, and moving around. Uh, we hadn't really seen all that, kind of like Brett Kiesel, Alan. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Just, just uh, ready to attack from a two-point stance. Uh, at, at several different positions along that defensive line. Uh, it, it was just extremely impressive uh, the, the way those guys t- took over. And, you know, outside of, uh, you know, Keyshawn Camp and, and Deslin Alexandra possibly, uh, I mean, you might have all those guys back next year uh, with, with, some, with also some new blood uh, being injected in there. Uh, so just a, a, an impressive performance from this defensive line and, and really the, the, I thought the cornerbacks 
and the safeties uh, played excellent as well. They were were fearless and they, and they, nothing. It was great to see. They didn't get deterred by, I mean, because really they were getting beat by the third option in the air for Wake Forest all year. uh, Taylor Morin, Perry and Roberson were the guys you were worried about. And Roberson had a bunch of catches, but not for, not for very many yards. Uh, But the, the press and they're just getting up in their face nonstop, not being worried about it. I don't know if this was Wake Forest playing bad or just Pitts corners just playing one of their best games, but they turned it on and really oh, stuck to it. I, I'm going to chalk it up though to they were they just did what they do. I don't think Pitts corners did anything differently. The fact was that, like you said, uh, Narduzzi changed up, put took some hands off the ground. Uh, swap some guys around on the in the front seven, made it look confusing up front as to where guys were coming from, so that they could get into Hartman's face a little bit more. And he was shaking; he was missing guys horribly at, at times. Just with op- some open guys, just balls weren't getting to them properly. Uh, you know, it was really interesting to see how Pitt's defensive scheme won this game for him because I think. Uh, something they could have done in the Western Michigan game that's, <laughs> it was done in this game for sure, and it ends up giving them an ACC title. And what could have been if they did it earlier in the season this way, we'll never know. But I'm just glad they did it here uh, to get this this conference championship because they definitely made the adjustments. Uh, like you said, a feeling out process, 21 straight points, and then nada from Wake Forest because Pitt's defense – Turned it up. They got cre- creative. They got. They just got a little different. And Servassier Dennis just really came to play. That guy was literally everywhere on the field. Unreal performance. Two sacks. Two TFLs. Twelve tackles. And really, maybe had more than that that they didn't give him. He was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just a, a, a tremendous game by him. I, I know Eric Hallett won the uh, the MVP uh, of the game. But, you know, you could have given it to Sarasier Dennis as, as well with, with how great he played uh, in this game. Uh, what was interesting to me, Alan, was, was, you know, we talked about the adjustments that, that Pitt made uh, on defense. Wake Forest offense didn't seem to make any adjustments from what I could tell. Uh, they're a one-trick pony. Yeah, they they're continu- one, it's a one-trick yeah. pony offense. They, they continued just running their stuff and – yeah, that was clearly not working. It's, it, it was just too slow developing uh, from, from what I could tell. Um, and and they, they ran it consistently on first and second down, and they, they got behind the chains you know, from that second quarter on, and they were uh, consistently in third and long situations, and Pitt was able to just tee off on them. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that to try to diminish Pitt's uh, you know, effort on, on defense at all. But uh, I, th- I thought it was interesting that Wake Forest didn't try something else, or at least, at least I couldn't tell that they did. Yeah, they they really just weren't weren't getting t- uh, too out of the box in this one. Wake Forest they came with what brought them there, and they didn't they didn't really have any adjustments. I'm really I gotta say I'm shocked Pitt had all those picks. Hallett winning the MVP on defense makes sense. He's the one also that held the ball up and presented it right on the close one to the on the yeah. on the interception. I mean, that was maybe celebration of the year from the Pitt Panthers. I love that. 
I was wa- I was watching the game. It was a wedding after party, and there was a big ham, and I was walking around with the ham like that, just <laughs> on display for everybody. Now I'm doing the Hallett. That was beautiful. Um, but uh, defensively, Pitt Pitt's team Pitt won the game. I think with the defensive performance and the adjustments. Kenny Pickett goes out there. He doesn't throw for a 300 yards. He doesn't run for 100 yards or anything. He doesn't have any crazy Heisman stat line, but he went out there and made huge plays, was super efficient, had two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. Um, and, you know, I mean, at, at the end of it, maybe those aren't uh, numbers becoming of a Heisman uh, in 2021 where you need 500 yards passing and five touchdown passes from every quarterback who's going to win it. But Kenny Pickett went out there and proved, I think, at least that he's the best quarterback coming out to the NFL next year, if anything, in that game. Yeah, I, I mean, just <clears throat> playing hurt too, like always. Yeah, yeah. Just a, I thought it was just a very impressive performance from him. Uh, you know, they were in a situation in you know certainly, and I know they they kind of poured it on a little bit. Uh, ended up with forty five points total, uh, but. You know, they cut. Uh, he didn't really need to make any huge plays uh, in the second half at, at all. I mean, the, the defense, you know, kind of sh- just shut everything down. Um, and I'm not saying Pitt ran the ball great, um, but they but they ran it, you know, effectively enough. I would say. Um, so it, you know, from that standpoint, uh, Kane didn't have to do a lot. Of, one thing I would say, if you were talking about a negative on the offense, Alan, kind of related to Kenny's. Uh, uh, performance was they, uh, they they were getting to him uh, the Wake Forest pass rush uh, they they did give up three sacks uh, it, I, to me it kind of seemed like you know you had there were a couple bad snaps there was um, there was a, a fumble on on a pressure uh, it, it seemed like you know, just a lot of the uh, the the substitutions that they've had to make. During, due to injuries on that offensive line, maybe it's kind of coming back to bite them. And maybe this, you know, during this uh, extended break for the bowl game, they'll be able to adjust some of that stuff and, and clean some things up. Uh, I definitely think they'll be going back and looking at the tape in this one. Uh, but yeah, it, the, the constant shuffling of people, I, I think, has just been yeah, not ideal. But I think it speaks volumes to how great, you know, this season was that they were able to sustain these injuries uh, and and have and show enough enough depth uh, to get by. Uh, they didn't allow uh, the offensive line to derail the season, uh, which maybe in past years that they would have. And uh, and you look at you know guys getting more experienced uh, to be be ready to play next year. Yeah, the story of the season uh, and the team going into the season. Uh, played out in in this game sort of like a microcosm in terms of like everything played out and 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 all the little parts of this pit story played out the way you would hope it it it, it was going to play out. You saw first off the defense was super multiple. They had guys flying in there left and right, and they came out and they and they dominated Wake Forest after figuring them out with uh you know when they when wake forest and maybe the game played out a little bit and uh everybody got a little tired maybe 
Pitt wasn't. Pitt came out and they were just still going as fast as they did at the beginning of the game, maybe faster. And they outlasted because they were so multiple on defense. Offensively, you had Kenny Pickett behind an offensive line that was hit or miss, and then also coupled with injuries. You would hope that offensive line could protect Kenny Pickett well the way they always had. They sort of did. There was a, a few hiccups, but Kenny Pickett's Kenny Pickett. He played hurt, got injured, went under the tent for a minute too, and you know just put in a great performance. And then you hoped also all year long Pitt would run the ball a little bit better, and they ran it a little bit better. They weren't dominant. They didn't just own this game through the run game, but they made some plays and were it was usable, and it wasn't a detriment on the goal line. It was it was a solid performance. Uh, with you know one guy at least the averaging over four yards a carry, which is what you hope for in Israel Abanaconda. Yeah. I, I thought, I, I, and then if, and then you of course saw the you know the receivers go out there and make big plays and not drop the damn ball and tie <laughs> caught the ball. Yep, that's been I th- I think if you look at you know, this season compared to the last two, uh, to me that's been the biggest difference. As guys, receivers, uh, making the plays, uh, not missing blocks, not missing angles that they should be taking. Uh, that, that I think it's just done. Yeah, certainly, Kenny's played better. All the other guys playing better. You know, better talent across the board, better depth. But the execution ha- yeah. has been just so critical. And Alan, I got to give you one pit. Twenty twenty one pit. They did it. They did it. They did. More of the things they do well, and they did less of the things they were doing poorly. That's how, that's <laughs> why they won the ACC championship. Right. Quite simply. And I got to give you credit, Alan. You, you called this strategy last week on the show wow. uh, yeah, by giving the ball to Rodney Hammond early in the game and then giving it to Abanaconda later in the game just to confuse <laughs> the other team yeah. uh, with a strategy they hadn't seen. Uh, and Abanaconda came in there, and he had some big runs that were impressive, uh, specifically on the outside. Uh, the, just, uh, the defense just could not catch up to him, uh, put on some great moves. Uh, you, you look at that, that trio of, of running backs there, and, and all those guys returning next season – uh, you know, whoever the quarterback's going to be, uh, it seems like they will at least have a, a healthy running game behind them. Yeah, and also uh, maybe even uh, m- most likely, I don't, I don't think you're going to find too many coordinators out there that aren't if fans of the running game as much as Mark Whipple uh, reluctantly re- would run the ball, it seemed at times. So that's going to be also something different for next season. But for 2021, uh, the improvement on the running game, more of a uh, – a commitment to it definitely, I think, helped out the Pitt Panthers. Didn't put too much on Kenny Pickett's plate, although he had pretty much everything you could put on a plate for a quarterback, and he delivered. Uh, he ate it all up. Great season. Now, looking forward, it's Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Vince, uh, we're going to talk about that in a moment, but let's real quick, unless you have any more game thoughts, we got to talk about Mark Whipple resigning. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't all been all – all uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows that this week. Uh, some big news coming out uh, over the past uh, couple, you know, twenty four hours, forty eight hours, really, uh, since, since the championship. And, and I would, I would suspect that you know, in most years, uh, if Pitt was coming off a a, a, a 
a lesser season, people probably will be a little bit more mad about this. But uh, it's how could you be too, too upset after you had your greatest season in 40 years? But uh, Mark Whipple uh, resigning uh, and going to the University of Nebraska uh, to be their offensive coordinator. Uh, Alan, I've been trying to piece together kind of what happened in this situation. Um, it's a little unclear to me on if Whipple was going to be retained for next year or not. However, um, because uh, you know, kind of going into this season, there was little questions on whether he was going to be uh, coaching again for, for Pitt next year. But uh, he was out recruiting the, on Monday uh, in Arizona, and then all of a sudden uh, he resigns the next day and is announced uh, as a coach for Nebraska the following day. Uh, to me, what I can tell from this is that, you know, he kind of had some sort of interview or some sort of an agreement uh, being made uh, with, with Nebraska, you know, shortly after the championship game. Uh, it sounded like, uh, you know, Narduzzi caught wind of this possibly and said, uh, you know, you, you know, we're not going to be messing around here. You're either you're going or you're not, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> um, and so I guess the way this is going to happen is he, he's not even going to coach the bowl game. So I don't know who's to say, I don't know if that was Pitt's decision for some hard feelings or maybe uh, Whipple just did not want to and wanted to get on uh, to his, to his next job. Uh, we don't really know why he was interviewing at Nebraska. Um, yeah, there, there's tons of rumors out there. If you want to go, uh, read some of that uh, rumor and innuendo, Alan. Big fan uh, of corn. It could be. <laughs> could it could be uh, just just looking for you know better farms or something. Uh, I guess that's possible. Um, but uh, you know he will not coach the bowl game. Uh, we'll be getting into that in, in a little bit. Uh, but uh, what do you make of this situation, Alan? And, and where are you looking uh, to replace this guy? Oh, I mean, for, as far as the situation, I all season long assumed this was Mark Whipple's last season at Pitt because he was just coming back for Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett was coming back for him. Um, outside of those two, did anyone really want him back this season? Well, if Kenny Pickett would have gone to the NFL and been a six-round pick, would Pitt have retained Mark Whipple? We don't know. And from, you know, everything that we're hear hearing about how this went down, it just seems like a classic. A guy was probably, you know, done at Pitt, cause, done in one place because, A, he's a vagabond. He's a guy who likes to move around from job to job. Which, nothing wrong with that. And also, you know, the where his heart was at this university was with the guy he just uh, helped, all, you know, get invited to the Heisman ceremony. And so after that, he maybe there's nothing else tying Mark Whipple. Uh, to Pittsburgh anymore, and he wants to move on to, uh, I guess, a, a bigger, definitely a, be a better paying job in Nebraska. They're probably going to pay him more, um, even though that program is, I mean, a shell of what it ever was. Um, but that that's how I look at the situation. I just don't – I didn't really feel like he was a 100% committed to the university guy more than committed to probably the players he's been with recently. And he's that kind of coach who moves around a lot. So it's not a shocker. 
Uh, I guess. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I, I would have liked to have him back because uh, I think he was, I, I, in terms of play calling, I thought for the most part this year, he did an excellent job. And yeah, as far as, you know, quarterback development, uh, yeah, he's he's had a great track record. Uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about his play calling, you got to give him a lot of credit for, for what he's done recru- uh, uh, recruiting-wise and player development-wise. Uh, you know, look what he's done with Kenny Pickett. This was a guy who only threw for eight yards in an ACC championship game in 2018, and here we are we're in 2021, and he's got a quarterback that – through for uh, almost 300 yards and 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 uh you know it is fake sliding and and, and yeah, going yeah, we'll to new also york give it up to him too mark whipple whether you you've you know he's he had we had an up and down run with him at pit but ultimately he got that championship but most yeah. importantly i want to say he is my favorite coordinator uh right now as of this moment because he loves throwing deep on third and short or fourth and short. Yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know if how much of that is him or Kenny Pickett's input. Either way, it's my new, it's my favorite play in football now. And uh, Mark Whipple responsible for that. So I'll, I'll credit him for that. And I'll farewell all the best in his future endeavors in Nebraska. I don't see them throwing too many deep balls, though, well, well, as well as Kenny did. Yeah. Well, well that's shorts. the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, I guess first of all, for as far as uh, the the player development, uh, you know, while we haven't seen Davis Bevel, you know, in any extensive action, we've see, only seen Nick Patty in a little bit of action. Uh, and Bevel, I'm going to focus on here. If you look at how he looked in the spring game, and you looked at how he looked in the very limited action, you know, set only a few passes we saw this year, compared to you know, maybe where he was in the spring game or if he got time the previous year, he, he looked much better. Uh, I would say Nick Patty looked better in the spring game. You know, I, I feel good. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about this, you know, once the season is over or maybe possibly for this bowl game scenario. Uh, I mean, I, I feel good about what those guys can do. Yeah, they're inexperienced, but I, I think they've grown quite a bit. Now, how is that going to get derailed? by uh, Whipple not being here. I guess that remains to be seen. Um, But as far as him going to Nebraska, you know, it took him several years uh, in order to build this offense. Uh, Is is Scott Frost going to have that kind of time at Nebraska in order to do that, Uh, to give this guy enough time in order to build that that kind of offense? Because Nebraska does not have – uh, the these types of players that that Pitt has, it took a while to get these guys. Yeah, that's that's a really odd odd choice for him. Uh, I mean, that is really it's like a whole regime. It's everyone sees the writing on well, that thing's on its way out. So, how long will he even be in Nebraska? Or maybe he sees it as an opportunity, maybe to meet the right people and earn the and somehow sneak his way into a head coaching job in the in the Big Ten. I don't know. I don't know what his, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what think his motivation it's is going to Nebraska, <laughs> uh, but they really wanted him and they got him. Uh, but what about the? Uh, what about the, the, is the? I mean, I don't even think the. How how much has Narduzzi even put into thinking about who the OC is for next year yet? I'm sure he's worried about the bowl game right now, and what to do uh, in terms of the play calling for that, and then 
moving forward, maybe promoting from within with the wide receiver coach. Marion is what the first thing you've heard the most if you're reading anything online or listening to anything about the about the uh, move this week at OC uh, on Pitt Radio or other podcasts. Um, Brennan Marion's the only name really that I've heard yet, Vince. Yeah, he, he seems to be a popular choice and kind of a choice that we had heard even before this season started as, as somebody who could, you know, eventually take over for Whipple, uh, an innovative offensive mind. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't studied enough uh, of what he's done. I'll tell you this, he's done a great job with the receivers. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Regardless of who it ends up being, at the end of the day, they still need to hire a quarterback coach. And I think that that is probably even more important. Uh, whoever they hire as the quarterback coach, I think, needs to be just a home run hire. I, I think that ha- that is probably the most important thing here. Uh, even if, even if, if it's Marion calling the plays, that's fine. They still need a great quarterback coach. I, I don't really have any. Uh, options or anybody that I'm going to throw out, at least at this moment, on short notice for who I would go after. But I, I think that's going to be the most important thing. Yeah, especially, you know, that with all the quarterbacks that want to come to Pitt now that they see what Kenny Pickett did and how cool he looked wearing the uniform and how you can be a BMOC in a big city like Kenny Pickett was in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really am a big fan of how – of a quarterback coach at a university and having a high quality one, or if you can't a OC who is a quarterback coach like Pitt had and Mark Whipple, um, we'll see what happens moving forward in terms of the bowl game, though, the play calling, we'll see how that is any indication on what's going to go down. Uh, I, I don't think it's it, going to be Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely don't think it'll be him. Uh, if I had to guess, then I would say it would probably be some combination of Marion or Tim Salem, uh, tight ends coach. I, th- I think one of those two guys Makes will end up, calling, will end up calling the game. Here's my vote. My vote is Kenny actually plays in the game and you just let him call the plays. That's possible. I think that's very possible if he does play. I'm, I'm hoping that's what, what or maybe, Or maybe if he doesn't play – He'll just be the offensive coordinator for the game. <laughs> that would be great too. I would. I, I actually wouldn't even mind that. And that brings <laughs> us to now to the to the other uh, controversy of the week uh, that Kenny Pickett went on the Dan Patrick show and is undecided, said he's undecided uh, playing in the Peach Bowl on January thirtieth against the Michigan State Spartans. And you know, it's a quote unquote New Year's Six bowl game. It's not on New Year's. Uh, FYI, it's before the end of 2021. It's in a big NFL stadium, and it's a it's a prime time game. On a, it, it'll be on it'll be on cable, won't it? It's not that's not going to be a yeah that won't be a Netflix yeah just an ESPN game. game. Still a channel you can respect though. A, a respectable cable channel, not it won't be on WTAE or any or if you're not in Pittsburgh, a local ABC of channel. Uh, but Kenny Pickett. In that game, what's on the line for him in it? Well, the Heisman Trophy is already on the line this week for him, so not that. Uh, NFL stock, I think he's already made his case, Vince, save for maybe the combine. Uh, so the importance of the game to Kenny Pickett, 
different from everybody else at the at the university. So I understand why a player would think oh, I'm not going to play in this game. And quite frankly, I really don't care if he does. It's an important game for Pitt. I want them to win desperately. Uh, but I think also for the future of the program, they might be able to, you know, make one of these guys, Nick Patty might have to play in this game because if he's going to be the guy next year, why not throw him into the fire? Yeah. I'm all I'm for that. He's played well, in some tough spots before. This would be well, no different than say a, U, a UCF game at home. Well, uh, I, I'll say this. I mean, it, it, I really want him to play uh, it, because I, I think this game is very important to win to kind of cap off the, this magical season with a victory and secure a top ten ranking. Uh, in the final rankings, uh, you know, they're ranked number 12 right now. It's it, so we, hard, though. Like, what case can you, anyone at Pitt make to Kenny Pickett to play in the game, honestly? Well, well that's... It isn't just for sentimental reasons. Oh, Kenny, we can be a top 10 team at the end of it. Well, well does it matter he, to him? He, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be talking with people this week. Maybe he's going to call Peyton Manning again. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but... It, or Kenny, we, I think you should you should just you should just go to the draft. Actually, you should show up on Monday night and join us for the for my <laughs> brother. We don't know uh, what you know NFL executives have to say about this guy uh, as far as you know where he would be drafted. I mean, we're we're kind of all presuming that he's he's played his way into into a first round pick, um, but, but we don't know exactly how high of a first round pick that would be uh and we don't know how necessarily how he compares to some of the other quarterbacks uh that are that are coming out for the draft um and uh, you know this is one other opportunity to uh, to to make an impression and maybe kind of show that even without your your play caller you can still uh make an impact on a game and play well uh, because it, Mark Whipple's probably not going to be in the NFL. Maybe he will uh, by the time Kenny Pickett gets there. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> with Nebraska, you never know. The, that is the one thing with Kenny Pickett. It's similar to his decision to come back to Pitt at all. Do you play in this game? Well, how, how much more money can he make if he plays in this game? Or how much money is he risking playing in this game? Because, again – the university and nobody is really going to uh, ensure Kenny Pickett's, you know, health. You could get insurance. Gonna, yeah, the, he could get it himself, Lloyd's of London or something, and you know, ensure <laughs> yeah. that he, if he gets hurt in the game, that he's going to be compensated <laughs> uh, going to the NFL and, you know, and missing out on that draft money. But this is the state of the uh, sport right now. So if I was Kenny Pickett, I wouldn't play. So that's – no, it was no shocker to me that he said he's undecided this week. He is a little crazy, I think, and he's a he's a crazier kind of dude. He's a tough guy. He's I love his quote that they put up during the ACC championship. Vince, I don't know if you saw this. He said, you can't, "Nice guys don't play this game." Uh, talking about the violence and how that you got to you got to be a little mean and to play football. He understands it. His dad was a crazy defensive uh, player, right? His dad was a. A, a mean type of player. He certainly looks like it. <laughs> yeah, he's got that edge. 
So that's what maybe if you want him to play gives you hope that Kenny Pickett's crazy enough to do it. But I think the smart thing as a business person and for the future of your – you've done all this work. I think your future's kind of secured in the NFL um, unless people tell you otherwise. Um, Don't play, and that means Pitt has to turn to probably Nick Patty, and I would be excited to see that as a Pitt fan because it's – it is a bowl game, but ultimately what's on the line here is bragging rights and, uh, you know, I think just uh, maybe some reps. It's not the college football playoff. It's a bowl game. It's a little pre- – it's prestige, I guess. Like Vince said, a top-10 finish. But this uh, – th- the work has been done as far as I'm concerned. We're Big East champs, baby. It, 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 well, yeah, that, yeah, and, and nobody nobody could take that away from us. Well, I, I can't I can't stress that enough. But I, I, I'm still going to say that, that this game is very important. Uh, it, you know, maybe if this is a situation where Pitt had been in this situation – for, for a while, you know, maybe they if they were regulars in these kind of bowl games, I would say, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Uh, and uh, but I, I do think it is very important uh, to, to finish with a, a 12 and two record uh, and, and, and it'd be big for your ranking going in the next year. Uh, it'd be big just for the prestige of the program. Um, to get a win over uh, a Big Ten team on national television. Uh, and this is a winnable game, too. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it over the next few weeks. Um, uh, it's it's a, a game that I think Pitt matches up very well with uh, in terms of Michigan State's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Alan, this game opened uh, Pitt as a four-point favorite. Uh, but in the last 24 hours, Given all this news, uh, that has come down quite a bit. Uh, only a two-point favorite at the Westgate, down to a pick'em at Caesars, William Hill on DraftKings at the Golden Nugget, a pick'em over at Pinnacle. Uh, Michigan State is actually a one-point favorite. Uh, some places, this isn't even on the board, like at like at the Win or the Mirage. You gotta, uh, you're gonna have to wait a couple weeks, I think, for for the the real number to come out. I'm not even paying attention it, to it too much yet because there's a lot in between now and then. Well, I I know people that that fired early on at, at pit minus four, and now they're, uh, they're 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 kind of scratching their heads a little bit at this point. What are they thinking? <laughs> come on, this is uh, you have to see this coming. It's college football. Player like Kenny Pickett, there's a lot on the line for him in playing in a game like this. And ultimately, what do these bowl games mean? Sure, I love peaches, but it's the peach bowl. It's not the Rose Bowl. And even that, if it's not part of the college football playoff, what does it matter ultimately? Uh, the championship that Pitt could, could win has been won. Winning the peach bowl would be fantastic. But I think being realistic about it, if you're a football player of Kenny Pickett's caliber, um, you know, I'm not going to get mad at him. And I I would encourage Pitt fans, if he doesn't play in the game, to not uh, be upset because the guy came back for another year, damn it, and he didn't have to. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Yeah, some people may hold this against him. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel yet, Uh, but still just an incredible career. Uh, if if this is it, I mean, I would go out with that that lasting image of the fake slide. If I were him, jeez, oh man, uh, the the 
the week rolls on. The, the the recruiting never stops. Pitt, the program, is only going to grow. It was a great year for Pat Narduzzi. I'm excited to see how he takes uh, all, all the success this year and hopefully snowballs it into even more success for the program. But it's going to be very difficult, and they already did have uh, some – some downers this week, not only losing the OC, Vince, but uh, some recruits uh, decommitting as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, uh, the, the, uh, Wesley Smith, linebacker, uh, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, that's three linebackers uh, this season that, that have entered the transfer portal. Uh, Wesley Smith, you know, this is a, a guy who's had, you know, kind of plagued a little bit by injuries during his career. Uh, just just couldn't get off the ground. Uh, so I'm not going to say it's a huge loss, but but you hate to lose three guys at one position uh, there. So uh, maybe this is a situation. Now there is some some depth that we've heard about, uh, some young guys you know, that have just been sitting behind some of these older starters. But I could see maybe this being a position where they uh, you know, maybe look for a graduate transfer or, or a transfer portal guy. Uh, at the linebacker position. Yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting, too, to see the transfer portal, portal market and who comes to pit uh, in the in the future. I mean, winning the ACC, that also, you're, it's not only high school recruits, but those kind of players who want to come in uh, maybe from yeah. broken programs or programs that lost their head yeah. coach. Uh, they no longer want to be there, and they want to go to greener pastures. Pitt right now looks like a greener pasture to players like well, that. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we should mention one of them right now. Uh, Florida State quarterback Chubba Purdy, uh, uh, the younger brother of Brock Purdy, Allen. Uh, Mark Whipple was out there recruiting him uh, at his home in Arizona over uh, uh, just a couple days ago. Um so uh, Pitt's obviously at least kicking the tires on on quarterback transfers. Uh, now yeah, they don't really have any committed in this class, so maybe they're they're looking at just bringing in uh, a transfer, and that would be the quarterback uh, for this class. Uh, it remains to be seen, I guess. And I haven't really heard a ton about any any prep quarterbacks at the moment. Uh, but but what do you feel about about going after Chubba Purdy, a guy who didn't really play uh, at Florida State this year? Uh, and and would you be looking for for a a, a, a graduate transfer or or a transfer portal quarterback this year? Well, first, are we are we sure that Whipple was was out there recruiting for Pitt or Nebraska? Well, yeah, that we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 also. I mean, you can't, once the door closes on, in the house, we don't know what they're saying. We can't you, the NCAA and the schools can monitor that only so much? Um, but no, I'm all for depth. I'm all for um, more options in camps, uh, whether they're transfers or prep. So Pitt, I like the quarterback room with Kenny Pickett. Uh, leaving and the future that Pitt has and what we the fact that they have already a few guys that have played at least and maybe didn't look fantastic but maybe can develop and be, get better like Kenny Pickett showed flashes and as a younger player and then grew into a legend um, that can happen you don't have to be uh, an amazing Jameis Winston kick-ass freshman year type player uh, so we'll see but I think going after Chubba Purdy 
makes sense. A guy with a pedigree uh, and a guy who's you're steal. I love the idea of stealing from another ACC school. I love transfer portaling within the conference. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I wish that Pitt could get some uh, players from the U to transfer, <laughs> but I don't think that's happening because I think everybody's hype in Miami with the move they made at coach getting Mario Cristobal. So um, it's going to be a lot more competitive. I think Miami is coming back. I believe in that move they made. Um, much better coach now to, yeah. to lead the, the good players that they have and are going to have. Uh, Florida State, I mean, how much longer are they going to be out of it? You don't expect Clemson to be going on some downward trajectory for long. So Pitt is not, even though they're the champs, they're certainly not in the driver's seat of recruiting or the future of the ACC isn't really in their hands. They're still playing catch-up and still trying to keep up. But a lot of good was done this season. And uh, getting any a guy like a, a Chubba Purdy, would, I think, is a, a, a plus move if they can land him. Yeah, well, well, we'll, 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 we'll Big Ten but, Player of the Year. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it, I can't imagine a quarterback would be uh, committing here uh, for from any place without knowing who the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator is going to yeah, be. So very to tough. me, that that kind of seems all on hold at the moment. Uh, unless, a couple that, other... unless that player calls Kenny Pickett says, Kenny, you really think I should go there? Like, and he says, yeah, they're going to have someone replacing Whip. Don't worry. It's a great place. Uh, everybody loves you. You're going to have a great time. Trust me. I'm Kenny Pickett. And they're going to be like, damn, okay. And that'll be like when Peyton Manning told him to stay. Yeah. Pass yeah. it on. Uh, I, I, I could believe that. Uh, a couple other players uh, I want to mention here. Uh, Jordan Bailey, a running back, was committed uh, to Pitt. He, he gave a decommitment this week. Uh, th- this was a little bit of a lesser recruited player. Uh, could, could have been a mutual parting here. Uh, and if you look at the the stable running backs Pitt has at the moment, uh, you, I don't think there's going to be early playing time to be found for, for anyone uh, coming out of the high school ranks. Uh, so not too concerned about yeah. that. Uh, uh, one one uh, interesting player that I do want to talk about is, is Camden Brown. Uh, this is a, a receiver out of Florida. He was committed to Pitt uh, and decommitted last week before the ACC championship game. However, he hosted uh, not one but three coaches today uh, on an official visit. Uh, Coach Narduzzi was there. Uh, or I should say Chris Bickle, 97, head coach Narduzzi, was there. Uh, a right. lot, That's the real uh, title. Along with uh, Brendan Marion and Charlie Partridge. Uh, so they are still going after this kid. This kid was, was bumped up to four stars by Rivals.com. Four stars. Uh, so uh, obviously uh, somebody that they still very much want to have, somebody that you know is, is on the radar for a lot of schools at the moment. Uh, this is going to be very critical. And, and I would say, Alan, you know, uh, as good as uh, Pitt's receivers were this year, uh, they're not going to be around forever. Uh, I would say Jordan Addison's probably only got one more year left. And then, uh, you know, Jared Wayne and Taysier Mack, you know, those guys aren't going to be around forever either. So there, there is going to be some opportunity coming uh, to get in there. So uh, ho- hopefully they could reland Camden Brown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Four star or a five star receiver coming to Pitt in the next two years is going to have a huge chance to do some big things at a at a place that where wide receivers have flourished 
and have opportunities. So I think if they hit that hard, Pitt's going to be able to land one that could really do uh, some big things, especially with Jordan Addison coming out. If he has a similar uh, a similar year next year and he goes to the NFL, I think he'll. it looks like it'll be second, first-round pick. So who knows? The sky's really the limit. And that only will help recruiting for Pat Narduzzi when it comes to that position as well. Camden Brown, uh, we could maybe see him uh, late in the season if he if he comes to pit next next year, getting some playing time. We saw some guys out there in the championship game that hardly played at all this season, Vince, that were waiting all season long getting out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm on both sides of the ball, really. Bradley, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, Wake Forest did kind of give up midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, that that was kind of embarrassing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just you know, just trying to. They were just trying to run the clock out uh, yeah. with, you know, they with were, eight minutes or tired. so to go. Uh, can were, you imagine if Pitt, could you imagine if Pitt was in that situation? How upset people would be. Yeah, they they ran. They were gassed, and they could they. The offense was gassed, and the pit defense was just fine because they are so multiple. Really, what, like I said at the top, it played out all year long like that. We saw it going into the season how many different guys would be rotating it, and it ultimately was an amazing strength that helped Pitt weather a huge storm in that first quarter and win that championship game uh, because Wake Forest only had so much to just keep running the same couple plays, and they just weren't going to be working against a bunch of fresh men. Well, I'm not going to say that the players gave up for Wake Forest. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, no, it's more yeah, the coaches. Co- <laughs> the coaches gave up hoping that their players could outrun or or or, or out-athletic anybody on the pit defense because everybody was still moving perfectly fine. There was there were guys who were getting cramped up or injured a little bit, and Nargis just threw out a new defensive lineman. You saw, I mean, camp and – can't see guys were going down and they come out for a few plays. Someone comes right in there and they still get after Hartman. It was not, it was just relentless. It was relentless. That should be the, I think the defining word for the defense this year would be relentless for how they approached, uh, approached it being so multiple getting after people. Damn it. That defensive line was fun to watch too. Hopefully Pitt's recruiting some more Kalijah can and Keyshawn camps. Cause more of them are – Pat Narduzzi's always going to be able to press and play his ridiculous defense. He loves to play with those corners. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, he he had a – he brought in four stud defensive linemen uh, in last year's class, uh, and none of those guys really played very much, if at all, this year. Uh, and they all redshirted. So uh, you, know, you add those guys to the mix – Dayon Hayes, who had a nice game out of Westinghouse, uh, he, he's going to be uh, probably much more in the mix next year. Uh, the, the defensive line looks like it's going to be a force for, for quite a while. Force in. I'm, bowl game time, I'm telling you. Look out for these guys. They'll be out. Yeah, Dayon Hayes in particular, I'm looking forward to seeing him out there with Haba. Oh, man. It's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, what do you say we move on from Cruton unless you got any more tidbits? We go and, and see what they're saying online. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We are going to be talking about uh, recruiting in, in the weeks to come. That, that early signing period, uh, I believe, is within is next week, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll have to check that. But, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be talking about it a whole, whole lot. 
future is always right in front of us. Right now, though, we're enjoying it, and so are you, because we've been reading it on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Lise Matthew on Panther Lair said, Mark Jones yelled it on Kenny's touchdown run. Much to my wife's chagrin, I yell it while doing pretty much anything around the house. Drinking a trash bag in the county provided receptacle. Sauce time. Putting laundry away also. Sauce time. I'm so freaking pumped we get to have this season. It is hard being a diehard Pitt fan. I hope everyone is enjoying what we've done this year. Amen, Lise Matthew. Relish yeah. Revel in it. Cherish it. You never know when it's going to be this good again. And like we said a few weeks ago, Vince, we don't know when we're going to see any championships in the city of Pittsburgh. So <laughs> Pittsburgher in particular enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, we, we do not know. It, it could be quite a while. Uh, I, I went back and rewatched the game uh, and heard the commentary, this Mark Jones and uh, RG3. I thought they did a decent job calling the game. I thought they were entertaining, and they are going to be calling this Peach Bowl, Alan. Oh, wow. I don't know if you saw that. So, uh, so I know there were some complaints that these guys were assigned to the game. Uh, assigned to the ACC championship game beforehand. But, uh, you know, when you're making a call like sauce time, uh, I, I don't see how you can complain about that. I mean, that's up there for call of the year. But I got to be honest, I watched this game with local commentary from oh. a bunch of drunk wedding goers and pit fans. So it was, it was muted and it was being watched at a big, loud watch party. And I had people in my ear just going, see, Al, I told you, you can't throw on pit. And, and all, all sorts of other good quotes I was getting during this one. But I'll have to, when I watch it back, I'm looking forward to what Mark Jones and RG3 were saying. Because RG3 has a lot of fun. He comes with a lot of like prepackaged, prepared quotes and lines and lyrics and movie quotes when he calls games. So I'm interested to see what he used for the pit game. But I know they're, 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 very uh, polarizing as a commentary team I've, I've seen all season long so i could see why some pit fans it wasn't their cup of tea maybe yeah i'm uh, yeah. teach their own i guess and speaking of let's go mark madden speaking of polarizing said kenny pickett <laughs> cheated on the fake slide um but we all know that mark madden knows what what makes makes cash what gets people talking calling the big man on campus that won't go on his show, a cheater, uh, is definitely a good way to get acknowledgement, get people talking, get in the headlines. I respect it. Respect what Mark Madden does, but he's wrong here for sure. It's, if it's within the rules, if, if and you don't and you don't get penalized, you could take advantage of it. Uh, someone I think Mark Madden's close to does that quite a bit too. <laughs> The thing about this is that there was not players that were really that close to him uh, when he did this. Uh, it, it, did help him, like, it did help him get extra yardage. I, I'm, I'm not Without saying the it, fake I'm, slide, Kenny Pickett's getting run down on that by somebody. Oh, I'm not quite sure about that, but I, I'm not going to say it didn't help at all. But at the same time, you know, it, I, it's not like these guys were within arm's reach of him and he did this that that was not the case and, and uh coach narduzzi 
uh, Chris Bickle, head coach, Narduzzi, he sent out a video today. Chris Bickle, um, 97. Yeah, Chris Bickle, 97. What did I say? Just Chris Bickle. You got to throw the 97. Uh, uh, the ni- Chris Bickle, 97, head coach, Pat Narduzzi. He sent out a, a video uh, you know, that showed the proper way to chase down a quarterback that is sliding. And Pitt's done very well with that this year. You got to give the defense credit to that. No they didn't give up one fake slide the entire year. It's uh, pretty, pretty impressive, I would say. Very impressive stat. Uh, Absolutely, so, that's great yeah, coaching. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, and and I wouldn't say that you know what Pickett did w- was cheating uh, by any stretch. Uh, that that's just the way the game's played today. If you're if you're in the game and you're not if you're not cheating outside of the whistle, it's it's fair game. If you're yanking a jersey and not getting caught if you're uh screaming out a cadence and the referee's not hearing it and you're getting other players to jump off false starter offsides fair game as far as i'm concerned if you're poking a guy in the eye and you're able to get through the face mask do it fine cheating is you know is premeditated that's what i i think of this cheating something that's you're as like if you like if you film a team when you shouldn't yeah. be filming a team, or you alter the football, or alter the field, or you know do something like that, or have spies, or you know uh, you have inside men, bag men where there shouldn't be stuff like that's cheating. What Kenny Pickett did, that's just playing the game. He might be the dirtiest player in the game, but he's an ACC slash Big East champion and a legend. So. Mark Madden, I'm sure, appreciates it. He just probably, you know, doesn't like Kenny Pickett personally, which I could see. Kenny Pickett's probably polarizing for a lot of people, especially in the media, if he's not giving them the time of day. And he's got great hair. He's a great-looking guy. When you're that good, you're always going to have enemies or people just who don't like you for some reason. I love that we have a guy like that as the quarterback of the Pitt Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you said nasty things about a quarterback on another team? Always. There's always one. Good, It's a good thing Pitt's quarterback. It's, it's been a while since people were saying mean things about Pitt's quarterback, and, he, <laughs> and, and it wasn't you know about just how dreadful they were <laughs> on the field. Uh, Pitt Poker on Panther Lair said, the adjustments both those men made after the first quarter was perfect, absolutely perfect. Pitt came with the constant pressure, and our defense never looked back. 11-2 and two and heading to the Peach Bowl. I never thought I would ever type this year, but it's time and well-deserved. Heather, please give Narduzzi an extension and pay him whatever the hell he wants. I'm on board. He deserves it. What do you think of that, a Narduzzi extension based off this season, Vince? Uh, there'll probably be some sort of extension, I would think, and he has earned it. I don't care what anybody says. You know, you talk about uh, all these, you know, coaches of the past, you know, 40 years. Uh, you, you talk about, you know, coaches that people liked, like, uh, like you know, Wanstead and, and Harris and Godfrey. And, you know, the, the list goes on. None of those guys did what, what head coach uh, Chris Bickle, 97, Pat Narduzzi did this year. And, yeah, it, it – shows you know he put together this team it took him you know quite a while to build up the proper depth on this team uh, it took him a while to you know install the proper systems that he had mm-hmm. to do it 
But, uh, you know, he finally got there. It may have been a little bit too late for some, but he did do it. They're and, in place. They're in place, yeah, and there's also exactly. a method. The, there is a method to the madness that I think even a lay fan can acknowledge and see what Pitt and Pat Narduzzi are thinking when they recruit, when they coach in-game. And it's an identity now that is ingrained at Pitt. And I, I don't know, when you see how college football is these days, trying to find redefine yourself constantly is only something very few universities are capable of doing and that's because they have they have the war chest to do that Pitt does not and they should not do that if they find something that works maybe not all the time but there's consistency to it stick with it so i'm all about this pit poker uh saying heather give pat his money i say yeah. yes as well because yeah. you know what there's been pains, growing pains, uh, maybe some really baffling uh, decisions, but that's in the heat of games, and that's in you know that's play calling, and that's in decision making on the field. But really, what you're paying a head college football coach at Pitt for, I think, is the ability to recruit high quality players that come to the university to perform well, but also go to the NFL. Or you know, just help help compete in a very very competitive conference, and Pitt's always doing that with Pat Narduzzi. So give him his money. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's perfect, but uh, but you know he's done what what others could not. And you know if if you look around, if you look at last year's season, I, I feel like the season they had this year, they they could have had last year, or, or they at least could have done a little bit better. And, and you know they lost two games by one point. Uh, uh, one point each last year. And if those go differently, you're looking at a much better season. And, you know, and we, you know, with the, the situation that was last year's season and all the inconsistencies and, and restrictions and all, all that kind of stuff, you know, you kind of throw that out. Uh, and, and so, you know, as much as last year initially was going to be a do or die season for, for some, at least for me, it was, you know, this was really the, the line in the sand. Uh, you know, if he can't get it done this year, then then when is he? And he went out and he did it. And and, and like you said, Alan, it's it's in place that you know, they may not necessarily go ten and two with a, a conference championship appearance every single year, but it, it seems like he is getting to the point where you know they could have a, a higher floor or than what they've had recently. And he's shown that they they could reach a very high ceiling. If you're going to tell me that it, for as long as Pat Narduzzi is the coach, that Pitt's going to be having you know one or two freaks on the defensive line, tenacious secondary, uh, trustworthy linebackers, athletic linebackers all the time, because that's what he's always delivering. I'm saying sign me up. The offensive stuff, the recruiting, it's he, he's. Here and there, it's been different types of players. It's been a different kind of identity on that side of the ball throughout his tenure. But defensively, it's so consistent. Like, why stray away from that at all? I don't think there's anything sexy enough to lure me away from Pat Narduzzi right now as a Pitt fan, especially after the year he uh, he gave us. And you know what? Maybe it was due to having so many, uh, you know, having super seniors and so many guys who were with the program for extra long 
Um, so it is kind of an outlier year in that regard, maybe more so than last year, Vince. I don't know. Like you said, last year, throw it away. For a lot of people, this year is very different all across college football. Maybe it's going to be more normalized. We'll see how Pat Narduzzi does, but I think he's there and uh, pits a destination, especially for uh, certain players out there who want to do certain things like, oh, go to the NFL as a defensive lineman or as a, a, a or go out there and be trusted to do all the fun things as a, as a DB. You get to do that at Pitt. There's a lot of rec- a lot of recruiting tools, a lot of sales pitches Pat Narduzzi has, especially for defensive players. So pay the man his money. Pitt poker's right. The Pitternet rejoice for the big ch- conference championship. Uh, savor it, and I think everybody is. Very little negativity for once on the Pitternet this week, Vince. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean, there there is some today uh given this whipple and, and picket news but uh you know for the most part uh the, the happiest i've seen people in a long time yeah absolutely but actually in real life though if you're around town in pittsburgh it's more it's not as happy it, it instantly turned to okay how do we keep kenny pickett in town not playing for the pit panthers but still playing in pittsburgh professionally and that's a lot there's a lot of talk going on because I mean, the chips could fall where Kenny Pickett just doesn't even leave the south side, Vince, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the odds are on it and or who, if the powers that be would even allow it. A lot of the conspiracies flying around town. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've been hearing people talk about this for, for a very long time, and it's, it's really ramped up this season. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Trying to find out what the answers are saying. You think we'll be drafting Kenny Pickett and keeping him in time? Ah, no way. You know that league don't want to let us ever sign new guys from Pitt. The coach don't even like them players as much as he like all them Ohio State guys he drafts. Yeah, we never get no Pitt players. No Marino, no Larry, no Donald, no. Shady, no Revis. You know, Rooney, he, he never wanted none of them guys. No way. No, you know what, though? What about James Conner? Oh, he don't count. Hail to Pitt. So that's what the Yinzers are saying. Uh, please just give us more Kenny Pickett in this town playing in Heinz Field. That's that's what everybody wants to see uh, more than anything right now, I would say. Uh, Alan. Uh, I say we, give him, I say <laughs> keep him in Pittsburgh and give him number seven. That's what I say. <laughs> So, some people are already modifying their Tommy Maddox jerseys from what I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, actually, now I know what I want for Christmas. All right. Good idea. <laughs> a Maddox jersey and a roll of duct tape. That's all you need. Um, uh, Alan, uh, you mentioned it, you know, Pitt not playing in the in the conference uh, or in the, the the national playoff here uh but there are four teams that are we're going to talk a little bit about that uh we've got the big army navy game and then of course we got to be talking about this heisman trophy presentation ceremony saturday night oh college football don't you dare think just because you're putting a a group of five team in, in the final four that this this season somehow a wash. This is an excellent Final Four. This is what it's all about. The four best teams getting in. I think they did. They the four teams that earned it. And you play who's in front of you. I'm all for it. 
I think expansion's coming, and I don't think we've ever had a better example of why we need it than this year, Vince. You know, I've always thought I, four teams should be enough, but really after this season and, and just seeing how every year there seems to be one extra at least team you want to see in there. And, and Was there an extra team more. this year? I feel like, you know, the Pitt Panthers would do well against any one of these teams except maybe Alabama. Well, well did they – but did they deserve to make it? No, they did not. No. Well, that's, year, that's, they, the, that's the thing. Year, and It played out right, but – I feel like with all the money, especially the money, and and how you have NIL now, you have the ability to manipulate not just uh, stadiums but universities and TV networks into airing all this stuff and putting the money into it. Having an 18 playoff makes sense, uh, and it really gives more validity to the conference championships, most importantly to me, because I think those are important. So um, I th- I'm happy this year, most of all, that Cincinnati got in because it helps that argument because none of those executives want to see and none of the people in power want to see a group of five in the final four. Well, I- I'll say this. I, I- I don't want to see uh, I don't want to see any expansion at all. Uh, I-, I think this is uh, this is a lot of fun and controversial just the way it is uh, fair. Who knows? Um but, but look, look at the bowl. And also, with the with the bowl games becoming meaningless to a lot of NFL bound yeah. players, it it's also another argument. So I know I understand the keep the four four is enough argument. Phil Steele makes an excellent argument for it every year, but the way the money is is moving and the, well, and the way true. the players are being are you know really uh, and it's their right to bail on these games. If you want the good players, if you're college football, you want to protect college football and the money in college football, not in the NFL, um, then you want those players playing in these games. And they're not going to play in them unless you make them matter. Well, you're you're right about that. Um, I think it would be playing in the Peach Bowl. No no ifs, ands, or buts if we had an 18 playoff. That's that's absolutely true. Uh, One thing I did want to say is that yeah, everybody is, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, oh, if they would only beaten Western Michigan, if they would only, if they would have beaten Miami, if they would have won one of those two games, would they have made it? Uh, yeah, I think they would have. I think You they think they would have been, been in over Cincinnati? Yes, because I really don't think they wanted a group of five team in the college football playoff, especially if Pitt's uh, one loss was only to Miami. De- they definitely could have made that argument easily to put a one-loss ACC champ in in the playoff. Even in, a, I guess, a down year, they would call it, in the ACC. Although, same as it ever was in the ACC, at least in the Clemson-dominant era. Um, but, you know, if, fans, if, if wishes were fishes or whatever the hell they say, I saw Herb Street this week did say Cincinnati would have got in no matter what he thinks with a one-loss pit or uh, Oklahoma's. Uh, Oklahoma State. Or yeah, whatever. he does feel that. And some people um, do. Some people do. I don't because it's called the Power Five for a reason. And if it, if that would have happened, then the the argument for Power Five, Group of Five, just it wouldn't make any sense. Um, and we would need, I don't know, maybe an an alignment of conferences or some something. I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, we have one. 
And you said also you didn't even say anything about that yet. You were texting me. The alignment was alive in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, they there was a special uh, announcement from the alliance. I can't remember exactly what they said, but uh, was it like a was it like a or the alliance the alliance was it a Chip Kelly saying go get him Pitt we're rooting for you here in at UCLA and then you had <laughs> Lincoln Riley saying USC's got your back Wake Forest. That would have been great if that's what it was said. I don't think it was that. I think it was more about sportsmanship and you know academic excellence and all. All kinds of other nonsense. A bunch of mumbo jumbo. No one cares about except it. Army and Navy. They care about that stuff there. Yes, they do. Uh, but then, but not on this Saturday. They're going to be just caring about you know beating the hell out of each other without cheating uh, and seeing who comes out on top. Uh, Army uh, had a pretty good season. Navy not still set two seasons in a row, just really struggling. Uh, but you know, army, a seven to a seven and a half point favorite, Alan, uh, I, I'm not quite sure, uh, army's probably going to win this game, but I, I'm, yes. I'm cheering extremely hard for Navy. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for Christian and Anderson out of the Bronx. I just wonder if he, the quarterback for army, if he would, uh, fake slide like Kenny Pickett, if he would be dishonorably discharged. From from West Point, would that happen? Would I don't that think not be tolerated. I, I, you're probably right. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback from either of these schools slide before. Uh, yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's true. And they would have the opportunity because they're always running. Um, I'm nine nine win army, uh, and and a potential for ten wins at West Point if they win this one. That'd be yeah. very. Inc- it, it, they would care about that there. And uh, so I'm go army beat navy. Uh, I'm gonna say they cover two. Was it seven and a half? Yeah. Oh yeah, easy. Well, go navy beat army. And uh, you know now we have the main event of the weekend. Uh, no games with the Pitt Panthers in them, but it's a Heisman Trophy ceremony that we actually care about for the first time. And I don't know who's was it. Larry was the last invite. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Kenny is up there against, we got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, the the Michigan def- defensive lineman out of nowhere. How the hell he got invited out of nowhere like that, I don't know. Uh, but Kenny's right there, best hair of the bunch, that's for sure. But even more so than that. I mean, he won in Charlotte, North Carolina, Vince. He did. He did. He 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 went down to, to Charlotte, down the Horseman Country, and and he walked in there looking as only he could look. You know what I'm talking about, Alan? Bright lights, big seat, big bright lights, big city, long, long limousines, limousines, yeah, just just styling and profiling. BMC. Uh, he he was he was. I mean, it, it was it was really Rolex time. Uh, down there for him. I, I've heard instead of getting fit for a cha- championship ring, they're they're fitting him for a Rolex. Have you heard about that? Yeah, well, Kenny Pickett is custom made head to toe. You know that. You know that. Uh, they gave him the eight, the ACC championship hat. Uh, he handed that to Pat Narduzzi because he knows also Nards likes wearing two hats, a hat on top of the hat. That's like his thing. So Kenny had his own hat made, custom made, Big East champ, BMOC, he's <laughs> custom made. And it's a, and you know, Kenny Pickett, he might not be 
the million dollar NIL quarterback like Alabama ha- has. He's not a new fresh face to college football. He's been here a while, but he had the longest line of people watching his game this week as soon as they saw what he did early in that first quarter. Oh, my goodness, Alan. I'll tell everybody I saw after the game was just – you know, everybody wants to celebrate, but all they all I heard him saying was, "Where's Kenny Pickett going to be at?" That that's where I want to see. Uh, but unfortunately, we couldn't even get close to him. You know, I I saw him, you know, get into a limousine a mile long after that. After I'd never seen anything like like it. Uh, this is a guy that you know he's living in a big house on the big side of town. Uh, Wherever just, he gets drafted, it, where, absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, you know, just a a. Uh, a true you know, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun, Kenny Pickett. You know, this guy dominated you know, wherever he was at. And these other quarterbacks can't say this. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson can't say this. Uh, these guys in this, uh, this Heisman Trophy final, uh, uh, finalist area at the the downtown athletic club new york city they can't say they did what kenny pickett did it didn't matter where he was at it didn't matter pittsburgh pennsylvania knack knoxville tennessee durham north carolina blacksburg virginia syracuse new york charlotte north carolina atlanta ga uh, he did it everywhere he went this year and just showed them all that he is the man I, it's, it's really no argument to be made against Kenny Pickett winning the Heisman. Is is there one person out there, if you gave the, the damn trophy to Kenny Pickett, if they that would they actually be mad? Sure, Bryce Young's a million-dollar quarterback. He's the All-American because of ESPN. He's coming in the line of Joe Willie Namath, and, and you know he's Tua and Mac Jones, and they're all playing QB there. And Kenny Stabler, Bart Starr, and he's got that whole lineage. But... He didn't go there and make all those guys look like a bunch of chumps the way Kenny Pickett went to Pitt and just blew Dan Marino's records out of the water. Nobody, nobody born after 1990 will ever even really know the name Dan Marino because they're all going to just know the name Kenny Pickett. Bryce Young didn't go to Alabama and make a, a whole generation forget a legend. He, everyone still talks more about those other quarterbacks. Everyone at Pitt moving forward will talk Kenny Pickett. And, and Dan Marino's an afterthought. That's what he did this year. He shattered the, uh, an entire legend. It, it was truly a, a, a passing of the torch, actually, Alan, because uh, Dan Marino was at this game, and he was honored uh, before the game along with some Wake Forest wide receiver that I don't think anybody had ever heard of before. Uh, and, and, you know, that Tim this Duncan. may be the last oh, yeah. people see Dan Marino, really. I mean, he may be more known as an actor uh, by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was out there on the sidelines talking to that guy that sold isotoners back in the day, and then that's all people know. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett also is – I mean, he's, a, he's got also, I think, the sentimental story here. Okay, Bryce Young numbers are a little, you know, a little bit better, but come on, he should have. He sh- playing at Alabama should smash the numbers. Kenny Pickett put up, but also, if they want to go with the perseverance aspect, the intangibles aspect of this trophy, Kenny Pickett should win. He's the COVID quarterback. He came back because he could because of the how the pandemic 
rocked college football, given this opportunity for players to stay around, stays around. He's, he also gets the advice of Peyton Manning. I mean, what a great story. He, he's got all the intangibles for what that trophy is about, too. But we'll see. Is it all about stats? Is it all about um, NIL looks? Is it all about being a little, a little more finesse or having that edge? I think Kenny Pickett might not win it just because of who his dad is. That's actually my conspiracy theory. They're scared of Kenny Pickett's dad. I mean, Alan, if if Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud was the quarterback at Pitt, what what would Pitt's record have been? I, I'm, I'm probably. Uh, I think they would have had eight wins, maybe. No, five. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's my point here. Is that uh, you know. If you look at those receivers uh, for for Ohio State uh, that C.J. Stroud had, I'm I'm not saying nothing against Jordan Addison, but Ohio State appears like they have three Jordan Addisons on on their on their team, and and and, you know C.J. or uh, uh, Bryce Young, he's got Nick Saban, and and that you know that that counts for a whole hell of a lot. Uh, So yeah, to me. Um, the, these guys are just playing off off name, uh, really. If anything else, um, I I just you know, if I had a vote, it's going to Kenny. I, I think there are going to be a lot of Kenny supporters. Uh, this uh, I've been looking at these odds, Alan. They've, it's actually appears to have gone off the board, from what I could tell. Uh, oh. it, it doesn't seem like they're taking any more action. You think you think think it's because the the it's in, and I think Kenny's going to win it. You know why? I think someone walked in that meeting. They they had that Zoom call that all those Heisman voters had, and said, "Guys, I know the other candidates are very quality, but Kenny Pickett did what he did most of the year with Gabe Hoy blocking in front of him, and they all (laughs) said unanimous, unanimous vote, Kenny Pickett." Yeah, you might you might be right about that. That that may have been what happened. Uh, we're gonna find out Saturday night uh, at the Downtown Athletic Club, New York City. Uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to to watch this. Uh, it, it I'm not gonna say he deserves it. I'm gonna say he earned it. Yeah, he earned the, this this uh, the, this award. As far as I'm concerned, I think if it was the most valuable player award. I think it would be no question. Uh, but then you look at what he did, and how could you say he's not the most outstanding? Outstanding hair, outstanding fake slides, whatever. You could give him a trophy or not. To me, Kenny Pickett's a legend and gave us my favorite pit football season ever. And there we go. It's all over but the bowl game. And we have to break that thing down more once more information comes out, like who the hell's calling plays, if Kenny's actually playing, if not, who's replacing him, is it Patty? What youngsters to keep an eye out for in this bowl game? Of course, it's exciting. doesn't mean as much as a college football playoff, but it is in a big old NFL stadium, and they get a lot of – I mean, the Peach Bowl also for the players, they're going to get a lot of good perks too. Good for them. Yeah, I bet and a lot better than an insight.com bull basket. <laughs> and this will be a, a rare game at, uh, what is this, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Uh, That's the, uh, the, a, the house a, that the uh, Atlanta uh, 
FC, what are they called in the MLS, where they're actually good in that stadium? The house yeah. that they built. Yeah. Yeah. This is a rare game in that, a rare football game in that stadium where you can actually buy Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah. So uh, definitely take advantage of that if you're going uh, it should be a, a tremendous evening. And I don't say we're going to be breaking this down uh, for the next several weeks as we get ready for this big clash with the Michigan State Spartans. The Narduzzi Bowl. Forget the Peach Bowl. It's the Nards Bowl. And, yeah, we'll be breaking it down. But until then, enjoy Kenny's Heisman evening. And whether he wins or not, show your support. And then, of course, if you're a Pittsburgher, uh, pray. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much. I don't know. Is it win if you're a Steeler fan, Vince, is it win win? If you lose, you win. If you win you if you win, you win this season. That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, and any any situation that comes out where you win, I guess is a good situation. You lose, you win. If you win, you win. Because Kenny Pickett is not too far. But how far will he go in the draft too? I can't wait to talk draft. Uh, this coming offseason, too, with Kenny Pickett and all the hype he's going to be getting in the Combine. It's great. We have the legend now we could follow forever and uh, give us some fun stuff. Because in the future, if Pitt stinks, we could always just do Kenny Pickett updates, I think, while he's in the NFL. Panthers and the pros. One of my favorite gimmicks going. All right. I think that's it for this week's show, Vince, unless you have anything else to say. Uh, I think the only other big thing we have uh, coming up is uh, the, the women's volleyball uh, in the Sweet 16. Uh, I believe their their Sweet 16 matchup, I think it's against Kansas, uh, happening on Thursday this week. Uh, and if they would if they would win that matchup, uh, their Elite Eight battle would be uh, the the following day, Friday Friday night. So uh, good luck to those ladies, and hopefully they could get to that Final Four, get one step closer to that championship. Uh, just uh, lots of championships being won uh, for the city of Pittsburgh. We just had one last week. Let's hope. Let's go out and get another one. Hell yeah! Break, stop that Kansas offense. They're breaking through right now. Uh, but Pitt, I think, is the buzz saw the tournament Sweet Sixteen and beyond, baby. Pitt Athletics, Heather. Keep kicking ass. Got only AD also. Got to acknowledge Heather like only AD in pit history to win an ACC title. Yeah. In, in, in football. You're under, yeah. Only, the only AD to win a, a, a conference championship. Really? Did, in any sport? Is this true? Did, she, did we not get any until she took over? Um, I have to check that. In a team sport? I don't think so. Goodness gracious. Racking them up. Just loading the cases with trophies. And maybe a Heisman replica of tennis this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I hope he wins it and they do that. So I, it's, I might go take a tour of the Pitt campus. I, I hope they should game. actually put that trophy at the Oaklander if he wins. That'd be nice. That'd be good. Or I, well, well uh, no, I, I have a soft spot. I'd say put that. If, you, if he wins the Heisman trophy, they should put it, I, I would say, probably at Pazvar Hall. Close to where the future football stadium is that they're going to build in honor of him. <laughs> we'll see. Kenny Pickett Stadium in Oakland. One day. Uh, uh, Kenny, Pick Kenny Pickett Stadium and maybe Dan Marino Field, if anybody remembers him by then. <laughs> I, I was going to. 
<laughs> I was about to say the, uh, the picket field at the Power of Bowser Stadium. <laughs> yeah, of course, you're going to have to get that corporate sponsor in there. Man, I can't wait to see what Kenny Pickett gets in terms of sponsorships, too, in the future. What a great future for that young man, and what a great future for the Pitt Panther football team. The snowball will be rolling with this ACC championship, hopefully. Let's, let us know what you think. At H2P Show, is this the start of something good? Is this just an outlier and Pat Narduzzi got lucky? Hit us up at H2P Show or email hail 2 Podcast at gmail.com. And that is the show this week. We'll be back next week to react to that Heisman ceremony and talk more pit with you. Vince, tell them. Hail to pit, everybody. Hail to pit. And hail to the Big East champs. You still think I'm crazy.